Hi there, it's Megan Mitchell from Agents of Change. Thanks for checking out my podcast. If you enjoy the content, please check out my ASWB test prep courses for the bachelor's, master's, and clinical exams. Each Agents of Change course includes more than 30 key topics that closely match the ASWB KSA content areas. Our content is great for both auditory and visual learners and includes video walkthroughs, supplemental materials, hundreds of practice questions, and twice monthly live study groups with me. You can learn more and get 10 free practice questions at agentsofchangeprep.com. Hi there, this is Alex Mitchell from Agents of Change Social Work Test Prep. And today with our social work short, we are talking about the similarities and differences between the master's and clinical ASWB exam. We get many questions at Agents of Change about what's different about these exams. You know, I took the master's exam two years ago. Do I have to study the same materials? Do I need to study different materials? Are the questions different? Are the exams different lengths? So today we're hoping to answer many of those questions we get often from our students, um, both those getting ready for the clinical exams, as well as those who are just trying to understand these two exams better. So let's jump right in and talk about the similarities and differences. First, let's talk about the basics of the ASWB exam. Um, as you may know, the ASWB offers four different exams today. Um, we always recommend checking with your state licensing board to confirm which exam is required for the license that you are pursuing. There are a lot of acronyms out there. Different states use different acronyms. So the best way to check is to look at your state's Department of Licensing. Um, again, name different things in each state, but check them um, and figure out which exam you need to take from the ASWB exam. The four exams are the bachelor's, the master's, the advanced generalist exam, and the clinical exam. Today, we're just going to be comparing the master's and clinical exam, but in a future video, we'll compare the bachelor's and master's as well. All of these exams, all four that I just mentioned, are 170 questions long, but require a different passing score. The bachelor's exam requires a passing score between 96 and 105. The master's exam, 98 to 107. Advanced generalists, 98 to 107 as well. And then the clinical exam, 102 to 111. You may be asking, why is there a different passing score for each of these exams? Why is the passing score a range and not a specific value? And really, it's because of fairness. The ASWB knows that there's some amount of variation on the different exams. And in order to balance that out to make it equivalent, regardless of what version you get of the exam, it's a slightly different passing score. You don't need to worry about that difference. Again, the exams are designed to be the same level of difficulty, regardless of which version you get but the scores can vary a little bit. But again, 170 questions on all four of those exams. So let's jump in. Let's talk about the master's ASWB exam first. There are four major areas that are covered in the master's exam. First, uh, with 27% of exam questions is human development, behavior in the environment, and diversity. So for the master's exam, this piece, this largest piece of the exam, is about concepts of neglect and abuse, human growth and development, couples development, family dynamics, addiction, and even social and economic justice. 
So there's a lot in that section. Um, that's why it's such a large piece, because there's really a lot in human development, behavior in the environment and, and diversity. So make sure that you focus on, on these areas, um, that you evaluate the KSAs as well that are provided by the ASWB. So you can really break down this into the smaller pieces that make up 27% of the exam. The second biggest percent of the exam, almost as big at 25% of that master's ASWB exam is professional relationships, values, and ethics. Ethics. I'll linger on that one a little bit. We talk about the code of ethics a lot at Agents of Change. You can find many blog posts and videos that we offer, as well as our course, spending a lot of time on ethics. So while professional relationships and values are the first words I mentioned there, really everything comes back to how social workers handle and react to relational matters. So either with the professional colleagues, with their clients, legally and ethically. Again, ethics, 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 can't say it enough. This category makes up one quarter of the master's exam. Two more sections remaining on the master's exam. First, with 24% of the exam, interventions with clients and client systems. So that's 24%, so a little bit smaller than the other two we covered. And this section involves social work practices working within systems. So that can include systems like healthcare or criminal justice. It's really how social workers interact with those clients in different contexts. So understanding how contexts can impact the way that social workers work with clients. Um, so very important, again, focusing on the interventions with clients and client systems as our third piece of the exam. And then our fourth piece of the master's exam is assessment and intervention planning, also making up 24% of the exam. Uh, this final piece of the exam includes best practices around assessment methods and intervention methods. It also includes biopsychosocial components as well. So those are our four parts again. So human development, behavior, environment, behavior in the environment and diversity is 27%, professional relationships, values and ethics, again, ethics, ethics, ethics is 25%. Interventions with clients and client systems is 24%. And assessment and intervention planning, also 24%. So let's jump over to the clinical ASWB exam now. The first and by far biggest section of the clinical exam is assessment, diagnosis, and treatment planning. So again, this is intended for folks who are going to become uh, independent clinicians in many cases. And so this section of the exam includes questions regarding those techniques that they'll employ, um, instruments that they use to evaluate clients. Uh, and knowledge, of course, of the DSM-5 is a critical part of this largest section of the clinical exam. The second component of the clinical ASWB exam is psychotherapy, clinical interventions, and case management. Again, think of who's taking this exam and what this exam unlocks. So this part covers those case management issues as they're working directly with clients, managing those cases, the different intervention models that they employ in interacting with clients, and of course, those very important client-counselor relationships. So it covers all of those pieces in the second biggest part of the clinical exam at 27% of the questions. The third piece of the exam with some similarities to the master's exam is human development, diversity, and behavior. 
So this covers elements of social development that covers personality theories and different parts of the human development life cycle. These questions make up 24% of the clinical ASWB exam. And finally, similar to the master's exam, you have a fourth section on professional values and ethics. So in this case, uh, this makes up 19%, so a smaller section of the clinical exam, but still focusing on ethics. So you'll have questions around confidentiality, ethical dilemmas and issues, and professional development. So similar types of you know, kind of content to what's covered in the master's exam, but the questions may be asked differently. Um, they may be asked in the context of working with a client, those ethical dilemmas that come up, confidentiality around client records, for example. So similar topic, but you might get asked those questions a bit different on the clinical exam. So those are the four major parts of the clinical exam. Again, a quick recap, assessment, diagnosis, and treatment planning is 30% of the exam. Psychotherapy, clinical interventions, and case management is 27%. Human development, diversity, and behavior, 24%. And finally, professional values and ethics at 19%. So let's recap. First, let's talk about the similarities. So the similarities between the master's and clinical ASWB exams are that both exams have 170 questions, um, and both are four hours long. So just, you know, kind of tactically, they're the same amount of questions with the same amount of time. They both have vignette questions. So where you have a story regarding a, you know, realistic situation that social workers might face, albeit you might find a few more of those on the clinical exam than you find on the master's exam. Those vignettes might be a bit more detailed um, on the clinical exam versus the master's exam. In terms of differences, of course, we've talked about this all along, is the clinical exam is the most challenging and the final exam offered by the ASWB, the most senior exam offered. Uh, also with that clinical exam, uh, your assessment section of the exam that we just recapped includes diagnosis as well. So that's something not included on the master's exam, but it is included diagnosis on the clinical ASWB exam. Uh, mechanically as well, you know, once you have your master's ASWB exam, once you've passed that exam and, and applied for your license in your state, you still need to work under the supervision of someone who's licensed, right? And that could be, you know, licensed uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, or of course, LCSW, someone with their clinical license to provide those mental health services or clinical therapy directly to clients. And so if you pass your clinical exam, though, and you get your LCSW license or equivalent in your state, you can independently provide those mental health services or clinical therapy. So that's one of the major differences is just what happens after you pass the exam. Masters, you're still going to have to work under supervision. Clinical, of course, once you pass your exam, gotten your clinical hours, um, you know, met any other licensure requirements of your state, then you can provide clinical therapy independently. So hopefully this gives you great context for some of the similarities and differences between these exams. Um, if you're looking for more information, check out agentsofchangeprep.com. Um, we have a lot of great content in these areas in our blog. Of course, we have study materials available for both the master's and clinical and even the bachelor's exam as well. So if you're looking for practice questions, if you're looking for content review, if you're looking for study groups, you can find all of that at agentsofchangeprep.com. Com. If you have any questions, you can always email us at agentsofchangeprep at gmail.com. 
So I know this is a lot and there's a lot of information here, but with Agents of Change uh, help uh, along your journey, as well as your own personal drive to pass these exams, you've got this. You can do hard things and you can accomplish your goals as a social worker. Thank you.